Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. The biggest breaking news stories, an outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley-Brewer on Talk Radio. Julia Hartley-Brewer at Breakfast on Talk Radio. This is Talk Radio Breakfast with me, Julia Hartley-Brewer. Thank you very much indeed for your company. Very much appreciate you joining me. Um, lots, as always, to talk about. Yeah, I'm, I'm afraid we are going to go a bit Meghan, Harry and Oprah-tastic today. Uh, if you watched the uh, the interview on ITV last night, we talked about it an awful lot yesterday morning because it really was. I mean, bombshell was not too strong a word after it aired on CBS on Sunday night. Uh, but the revelations came thick and fast. I think it was fascinating to actually watch the couple giving the interview, in, in, you know, long played an hour and three quarters I mean it's now three quarters of my life I'm never getting back admittedly uh, but uh, nice to sort of see what they were actually saying in the context apparently though there's another two hours on the cutting room floor so goodness knows how much coverage of chickens there was if you didn't see it last night so much talk about chickens um, quite bizarre anyway we will talk about uh, whether or not this story is anything other than just a, a royal tittle-tattle posh soap opera story is this just the equivalent of you know uh, people shouting at each other in the East Enders pub uh, and doesn't really matter or are there constitutional implications is the damage that's going to be done over these racism accusations the idea of this uncaring royal family uh, who basically really bully uh, the, the every, virtually every royal wife um, does that have long term implications not just for the royal family, but indeed Britain's reputation around the world as well. And we'll go to the small matter, of course, of uh, millions of children going back to school, getting the education they rightfully deserve, and also why the amazing COVID figures that we've got at the moment are absolutely plummeting those numbers of deaths and cases. Why are we not seeing lockdown easing sooner? And I hope you also enjoyed yesterday, your very first day legally, being allowed to sit on a park bench with someone in your own household. I know, we are lucky in Britain, aren't we? Anyway, joining me to chat about all of that this morning is Benjamin Butterworth, late editor at the iPaper. Good morning to you, Benjamin. Good morning, Julia. I have not even a shadow of a doubt in my mind that you didn't stay up uh, to watch Meghan and Harry and Oprah last night. Um, it seems to me the real winner out of that interview was Oprah Winfrey. She's the one who got the big payday for her Harpo Productions. Uh, Meghan and Harry saying this very obviously very much as a lost leader. This is equivalent to selling Mike at, as a milk and bread at, a, at, a, at cost isn't it? Uh, not getting paid for this interview, but my goodness me, there'll be a payday as a result. 
Yeah, I mean, it, you know, it, it, it was an extraordinary interview. I have to say, you know, I was always going to watch it because I do love the political drama. It's it's the best soap going. It's the longest running. You know, they say Coronation Street's done 60 years. Well, this one's <laughs> done 1,200. Uh, so it's really beating the rest. And I found it a lot more interesting than I expected. Oh, me to. too. Yeah, I'm, I'm sort of, I, I thought after 15 minutes, oh, I'll be done now. And, and I found myself quite hooked. Yeah, exactly. Because, you know, Oprah really is an exceptional interviewer. You know, she didn't push them nearly as hard as I think a lot of viewers would have wanted them to be pushed on some of the points like why they're raking in millions from Spotify and Netflix. But she did let them speak in a way I'd never heard. And I don't think any of us have ever heard uh, a royal like Prince Harry explain the life of being in that sort of golden cage of the most famous family on the planet. And I think we got an extraordinary insight into the challenges that brings. And if you put aside the questions of some of her claims about what she says the royal said, I actually think one of the most dangerous things that came out of that interview is hearing Prince Harry say, my brother and my father, they are trapped. Before Meghan came along, I didn't recognise that I had a choice to leave this institution. And to hear someone saying that, like Prince Harry, I think will sow the seeds of republicanism for a generation. I would say generations, but I think now you've sown that seed, you have to ask questions about whether the tide is going to turn against support. Well, one of, I mean, I've, I've been a Republican all my life. I mean, the same reason I'm a Brexiteer, same reason I'm perfectly happy if the Scots want to vote for independence. I believe in democracy and I believe in self-determination and the idea that uh, you would decide your head of state based on, you know, who, who they were born to um, and, and the idea that you would basically force a newborn child to basically be born to a certain destiny as Charles was, as, as William is. And Harry, again, you know, you're, not the heir, you're the spare. I mean, he, he, he can't leave that life. He's a prince forever. He can lose the title. He'll still be a royal prince um, uh, in, to, to, to millions of people. Um, I mean, I personally think it's child cruelty. I, I really do. I mean, there are worse kinds of child cruelty, of course. Um, but yeah, that, that's kind of one of my chief objections, really. Mm. But uh, yeah, I thought a lot of that was very damning. I don't agree with you in terms of Oprah. I think Oprah's very good at getting people to open up. Um, and she, look, she's been, she, you know, I've watched her for years. I mean, she's, she's, she isn't the, the queen of... Uh, of, of those sort of uh, interviews for nothing. And, she, you know, she's a self-made billionaire for a very good reason. However, she did not push on a number of things. And it's quite clear a deal was done. We'll do an interview with you, Oprah, but don't push us on anything. So when there were questions, when things like, you know, the finger was pointed about, you know, someone being racist, she didn't sort of say, well, hold on a minute, couldn't they have asked it in a certain way? As in, oh, God, I wonder what, I wonder what colour skin your baby's going to have, as any family would have when there's a someone of a different race or indeed someone of a different hair colour. I mean, everyone discusses these things. It doesn't make it necessarily racist. We don't know exactly what was said. She didn't push them on that, didn't push them on who it was, so effectively allowing them to slur the entire uh, family other than we, we, just, we tra- transpires the Queen and Prince Philip. Um, she let things go past, like... Archie is not a prince and this was the first great grandchild of the queen who wasn't going to be a prince absolute nonsense this is this is a not a rule that's been changed recently it's from George V um it's really some basic stuff there the fact that the that Meghan claimed that they'd got married 3 days earlier before their wedding in 2018 um in a garden with the archbishop well you know no, they didn't, because there's no such thing as a wedding in a garden in England. It's actually illegal. It has to be in a in a in a properly uh, sort of licensed building. Um, so there are various things that if she'd done, I had a researcher do a, a cursory amount of basic fact checking. 
she would have been able to to say that no, that's not the case. And let's not pretend that any of what was said was a surprise. This was clearly all teed up from the beginning, from the questions to Meghan about the baby. You no, know, we'll bring Harry on to say the, the sex of the baby. This was all teed up. So she knew in advance what the questions would be and what the answers would be. So she she should have done a bit more due diligence, in my view. I mean, that certainly wasn't the way that they presented it to viewers. And, you know, on the point about uh, whether Archie would be a prince, you know, Meghan does say uh, there is the precedent that means he wouldn't be. uh, But they wanted to change, she alleges, that precedent so that when Prince Charles became king, that their baby wouldn't get that title of prince in the security. And actually, I thought that was one of the interesting points, because if you think back to Princess Diana's Martin Bashir interview, which I watched yesterday before watching this one. Oh, wow, you she, had a royal fest. I did, indeed. And and she talks about having bulimia and self-harm and how the firm turned on her and didn't listen and said that she was crazy. Mm. And that was pretty damning. And what we saw from both Harry and Meghan was essentially that that's a mistake they haven't rectified. You know, when they talked about the Prince things, there are serious questions about the accuracy of what Meghan described in terms of the decision-making and the way that the royal family is structured. But there's a perfectly reasonable point of actually, you know, they stuck to the protocol from, you know, history of whether that baby gets security and not the reality of 21st century Mm. life. And on a basic level of a family, that's seriously weird. Yeah, absolutely. I I was always of the view that they they should have their security. Harry Harry needs security because he's a famous person, member of the royal family um, uh, and and a target because he fought in Afghanistan. And on all three of those grounds individually, uh, and let alone put together, he, he clearly needs security. I have no issue whatsoever with that. That's part of the cost of, of having a royal family that's so prominent around the world. I mean, people say, oh, well, the cost of the Danish royal family or wherever they are, you know. Well, well yeah, but that's because no one, I wouldn't recognise those people if they walked into the studio right now and said, hello, I'm the king of, of Denmark. I mean, I wouldn't know who they were. So, um, but, but that's, and that's the difference. These are Surprise. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's been you all along, Benjamin. Um, but this is it. I mean, the, look, the key issue, though, that came out of all of this, and you can say, look, is this just soap opera? Is this just nonsense? She's a she's a two-bit actress from from. from from Suits. I'm sorry, I've been watching that series. She ain't a great actress. She put on the performance of a lifetime in that interview. Um, now, that doesn't mean that everything she said was untrue or that she's making making up claims of having felt suicidal or, and you know, your heart goes out to the idea of anybody, no matter what their background, no matter the, what their character, you're on the other side of the world from where most of your family and friends are. You're living alone in this, say, this gilded cage. You might have servants, but you you know, you, you don't have your, your close mates. Um, you, you're, you're, you're pregnant, you your hormones are all over the place. You're on your own. You and your husband feel isolated, um, and 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 you, and you know things are really hard. I, I've got every sympathy on that front, as I did for her with losing her, her her second child to miscarriage. You know, and, and I haven't lost a load of babies to miscarriage myself. Um, but that doesn't mean that everything she said was um, was necessarily. Perhaps the, we talk about her truth. We don't know whether it was necessarily the truth because you don't just get mm. one truth. You get people's perception of the truth. But the allegations about racism are the key issue. I mean, that's what's on, been on the front page of the papers, the sun. So who is the royal racist? When they when they point the finger and say that something racist was said without saying exactly what was said, so we can't interpret it for completely for accuracy, but also don't say who it was. But we now know from Oprah and the interview she did on CBS the next morning yesterday after the interview aired in America that it wasn't Queen and it wasn't Prince Philip. My goodness me, those two know you don't go after the man in hospital at 99 or the Queen. Uh, they know that at least. 
you everyone knows the finger is pointing at Prince Charles and Prince William. Everyone knows mm. that. Um, and um, and 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 this is highly damaging. Um, in 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 which in which case I mean, how could he possibly ever think that this would not do irreparable harm, not just to the image of the monarchy and his own personal family, but also the image of Britain? Because a lot of a lot of people in Britain, according to the polls, certainly older age groups. Um, I mean, I know younger people tend to be much more on Meghan and Harry's side. Older age groups, rather more on the royal family side. Look, I'm 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 on no one side on this, on the fact that you know. I'd I'd rather know the truth than than know of one person's version of it. But it seems to me this doesn't do Britain's reputation any good. I mean, absolutely. Certainly not in America and certainly not in the Commonwealth, which, as Megan rightly pointed out, is majority black. And so this will, will go down like, you know, a bucket of sick. But look... I thought the how dark will baby skin be remark was a remarkable, not just because of the nature of the allegation itself, but because of the way they presented it. You know, clearly, Harry and Meghan will have sat down between themselves and decided over doubtless very long discussions that that was something they were going to say. And Meghan reveals that. And then Harry comes along later and is pressed on it a little bit more by Oprah, but goes oh, that's a conversation I would never reveal. Oh, I won't tell you the exact question they said or who it was. Well, hang on. You'd been watching your wife say it, and I'm pretty certain you would have agreed all of that beforehand, and yet you left this cliffhanger. I mean, you either don't reveal it or you reveal Mm. it in detail, in full, and point the finger. And for me, that felt like a threat. It feels like a form of... Uh, PR blackmail Mm -hmm. against his own family because now he has that hanging over them so he can say to them you can try and cut us off or remove our duke and duchess but I've got this on you and I bet it's not going to go down well if we tell the world exactly what you did there. Indeed I will say for me and I said it yesterday uh, a thousand times and I'll say it it a thousand times more I do just think that multi-millionaires uh, interviewed by a billionaire in their millionaire mansion talking about having a basic life with their chicken runs um, while you know millions of people have lost jobs uh, hundreds of thousands have lost lives um, I've yeah, I, I, I'm just not sure they've that they've they I think tone deaf is the politest way one could put it the breakfast briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on talk radio if you liked what you heard please subscribe and give me a good review and don't forget to catch me on the talk radio breakfast show every weekday from 6 30 until 10. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.